Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the movies. Say hello to my little friend! The philosophy. Carpe diem. Seize the day. And the camaraderie. I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Joey, you like movies about gladiators? I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Joey, you ever hang around the gymnasium? I say, let them crash. Hey, 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 it's Stuck in the 80s time. This is your host, Steve Spears from TampaBay.com. And our special guest again today... Hey, this is Rich Gershman. I'm sorry, Rick Gershman, my bad. I, uh, <laughs> somebody, uh, I, I keep forgetting my first name, but uh, I'm a staff writer for the St. Pete Times, and I write the Illiterate blog, which uh, I hope you all check out sometime on uh, sptimes.com slash blogs. It's more than a name, it's an accusation. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are tackling the, dare I say, funniest movie of the 80s. Recently named one of the top ten funniest movies of Ooh, all time. The funniest movie of the 80s. Did it star uh, Emilio Estevez? <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about Men at Work? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, kidding? that's why I was going with Men at Work. Am I wrong in that uh, presumption? That was a serious drama, my friend. That was. That was a fine, fine, uh, fine, fine film. We must be talking about Airplane. We were talking about Airplane, obviously. A great movie. Great Incredibly movie. influential movie. A wonderful movie. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite comedies of all time. Right. And I think when it first came out, a lot of people didn't know what to make of it because it really had never been done before oh no it was brand new i mean no one had ever basically sort of packed you know a thousand jokes if you will a thousand gags into one movie and said hey we're just going to throw it all out there we'll see what hits we'll see what doesn't and uh we'll see what people pick up on it's become it was but eventually became a pretty decent box office hit and and a cult movie to you know for that matter just came out again on dvd recently they came out with the don't call me shirley edition i still don't get that joke i I need a little help with that actually (laughs) and uh so it's got a little bit of extra footage on it some uh, interviews with the stars it's got Mm -hmm. a commentary Right. with the directors and the writer and it's it's fun if you haven't if you haven't already bought it i highly recommend going out and grabbing it it's an incredible movie and it's one of those movies sort of like die hard that uh, sort of changed the genre from that point forward after airplane you saw a lot of movies where people were just like you know we can throw a lot of crazy gags in there we can throw a lot of things that break that fourth wall have a lot of fun and uh you know just completely change the genre from that point a wonderful movie um i'm sure you've all seen it and if you haven't eh, now's a good time to pick it up <laughs> the uh the funny thing is, I mean, movies like uh, Naked Gun sure. were made possible by this. The, the movie Top Secret with Val Kilmer Absolutely. couldn't have happened before this happened. Right. This is a 1980, 1980 movie, I believe. Right, it was right about then. I remember seeing it in the theater as a uh, as a young child, which means that my parents were horribly irresponsible, which uh, explains my uh, career decisions from this point forward. You know, but, it's only uh, a, it only rates a PG. It was only PG at that point, wow. right? Which is actually it's interesting, you know, because there's there some very salacious material and right. some very uh, scandalous material, if you will. But PG actually used to mean a lot more than it does now. Pretty much anything that was a PG back then, maybe like a PG thirteen or even you know bordering on an R these days. Right. I, I think it was it was it was a PG because I was looking at the, at the other day when I was watching it, and I thought that means I would have been about thirteen when I saw it. Mm-hmm. I remember the the scene where the, the topless girl runs out in front of camera and just shakes for a few seconds. Just and runs for, off. Yeah, 
I must I must have just freaked out in my seat. I'm pretty sure that at 13 years old, I had never seen nudity in a, in a movie theater at that point. Certainly, yeah, which is remarkable. And uh, and and it was uh, it was five more years before Steve saw nudity by that point. But that's all right. That's not such a bad thing. I'm simply saying I rem- I recall the point where 15 I, more years before I was actually allowed to participate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to factor that in when uh, Julie Haggerty's character I think is uh, trying to reinflate the uh, the automatic pilot, if you will, auto. Uh, I recall you know not really understanding that scene. Um, um, at least for another you know three to six months uh, at my uh, my young age of eleven, but uh, and I'm thinking yeah that was in a PG movie uh, you know PG uh, PG would, rated movie then yeah it would be PG thirteen for sure you know that actually the the um, the girl who runs in front of the camera topless that was none other than kitten. Natavidad, a porn star in movies like Beyond the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. She was in a lot of the uh, sexploitation films of the 70s. I had no idea. That was her. This movie is full of cameos. She's one of them. Mm-hmm. Not that you would recognize it from just that view. Well, some people might. Theoretically, but, she was actually known to people who enjoyed uh, right. some softcore pornography at that <laughs> yeah. time. Exactly. No, it took me at least, again, three to six more months before that was a, uh, this was a regular part of my diet. But I remember when I saw this movie in 80, I went to the theater to see it. It was probably up in Clearwater. Florida up at Countryside Six. Which, they had movie they had movie theaters on. Yes, they wow, Countryside that's, that's Six. Yeah. Countryside with six theaters, which at that time was like, who in the right mind? I mean, where, where are you going to find six movies to play at the same time? <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's no longer there. Now it's a fitness club. But uh, the, I, I went there and I had to. I remember sitting down in my seat going, I have to go to the bathroom and I need some food. And I need it like right now. And I could not leave my seat once that movie started. I thought for sure it was going to be a real dog, and I right. had plenty of time to wander around, play video games. Not happening. That's true. That was actually that was the one thing that was great about the, the movie theaters back in the days. You know, you knew Ms. Pac Man would be outside. Right, yeah, exactly. it had something. You know, uh, asteroids you could play. Sure, Donkey absolutely. Kong. Yeah, but uh, I couldn't. I could not leave my seat once that movie started. From the minute it opens up with the Jaws parody, right to the second that it you know finishes with the uh, blow up doll flying away. And, and you love the movie again because it's you know every single minute you've got five, six, seven, eight jokes. And and unfortunately, again, there were some you know and Leslie Nielsen, you know, who was one of the stars of Airplane, actually starred in a few movies that sort of were takeoffs of this not made by the same creative team right pretty shaky uh let's be honest but um this was one of those movies where they threw a lot of very 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 funny jokes packed a movie full of just you know a lot of throwaway gags a lot of very funny bits and it works i mean it stands up today it's still very very funny today i understand a lot of people are probably not going to be able to get every we can't actually express every joke from the movie on a podcast because so many of the jokes in that movie are visual. Sure. But there are a lot of great quotes from that movie too and we'll get to those later on. Oh cool. The um the, the what's funny is the the team that's responsible for bringing it to us which was Jerry Zucker, David Zucker and I think it was David Abraham. David David Abrams, right. The um they based it on a parody of a movie from 1957 called Zero Hour. Right. And it was such a dead-on parody that they actually had to buy the rights to that movie prior to making this movie in order to right because they, in they order t- to they, parry it right parry because it. They, they take so much material from that i guess and they actually took as i understand like even sort of the portions of dialogue from this movie it was zero hour was the name of it right what i say i said zero hour i think you did say zero hour but just to make sure you said zero hour is going to repeat for you one more time right uh because you know occasionally you call me rich and i'm just you know i'm factoring that in uh, my point here being that uh it yeah i mean they take portions of it and that's what's so beautiful about it is that they actually even try to get some of the same actors from some of the movies that they're parodying, and they just and it couldn't be done. For the most part, they didn't want to right. to come in and do that. In fact, a lot of the actors who do appear in this movie, like. 
Peter Gates and uh, Leslie Nielsen were not comic actors prior to this movie. Oh yeah, Robert Stack and Peter Graves. Yeah, I mean, you know, are, they were doing sort of almost parodies of themselves. If I, if I right. understand, they're almost directed to be like, you know, we don't want you to sort of you know yeah. do your. Now, you thing. can't see Leslie Nielsen today without thinking. No. He's a comic actor. No, yeah, Leslie Nielsen can never do a dramatic role again. Never. And he's probably like 95 at this point, so maybe we don't want him to. But, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, this definitely, you know, uh, uh, typecast him, you know, for the remainder of time. And I don't think that was really a problem for Leslie because he was never a, a box office star. Honestly, a lot of people probably didn't know who Leslie was before Airplane. And this is the movie that really put him on the map as a comic actor. I want to play the, uh, the one scene that's one of my favorites where Leslie Nielsen and the pilot uh played by Robert Hayes? No, no. no. Oh, I'm sorry, Peter Graves. Yeah, Peter the Graves. actual pilot, right. Discuss uh this <laughs> discuss the problem on the plane, how long it's going to take to get this plane on the ground. Yeah, this is great. Cue it up. Captain, how soon can you land? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. No, I mean I'm just not sure. Or can't you take a guess? Well, not for another 2 hours. You can't take a guess for another 2 hours. That, my friend, is comedy at its finest. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's an entire brilliant. movie that just when you think that they've beaten a dead horse, they find a new way to, to twist the uh, you know a hospital. What is it? Or a cockpit? What is it? They do. I mean, it, there's a cute. I mean, it's a funny little, tight little, you know, quick little, you know, gags. A quick little sort of you know, jokey little lines. Everything from that to to brilliant parodies of both pop culture at that time in the '80s, um, and you know, parodying you know, well-known you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and 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 you know, the different roles that they play. Um, it's just brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant. And yeah. it's and it's wrong. It's horribly <laughs> horribly wrong on a very regular basis. And folks, that's comedy, right? That's you, know? you couldn't. I don't think you could make this movie today. Probably I don't think not. Hollywood wouldn't. You know, it's funny because when they made the movie and they were trying to pitch it to the studios, they didn't really have a way to describe it. So what they tried to say was, when they went to the studios, they said it's Animal House in an airplane, mm-hmm. which of course it's not. It's sure. not even close to that. But that was the only kind of way to get it across to the studio that. We're talking about a really funny movie that's going to go across some bounds of good taste from time to time, but it's still going to be a you know a success. And it, it, right. it was all those things. But you know, it's funny you mentioned the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar appearance. That role was originally written for Pete Rose. No kidding. Yeah. And the only reason Kinda that funny in its own way. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason uh, Kareem wa- took the role because he wanted the money from it to buy a rug. Really? He, there was a thirty thousand dollar rug that he wanted. And right, this role paid for it. Well, it's pretty good, and and you know, and Pete had a couple horses come in that week, and yeah. you know, he a couple ball games won his way. So you know, he really didn't need the role at that point. I, oddly <laughs> enough, the reason why he didn't do the role because he probably would have, but it was this film was shot over about thirty days during the summer, and at that time, Pete Rose was still the manager and player for the Cincinnati Reds. Wow, that's pretty. Yeah, that's true. So, he he had a lot going on at that time. He was managing. He was he was playing. He was <laughs> yes, uh, he was doing a lot of betting. Is, is right. our understanding? But he, uh, he was hedging his bets one way or another. Exactly. So, but we have a lot of trivia about the movie, and I will be quizzing uh, my friend Daniel here from time to time and seeing how well he does. For Bring instance, on, Theodore, for sure. instance, uh, the girl, the little girl who plays the sick girl who's going for the uh, heart transplant. Who is she better known as? She would be. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't recall. Who is, uh, who is that little girl? She actually goes on to play. Uh, 
the daughter of Captain Steubing in the Love Boat, Jill Whelan. Jill Whelan, really? Yep. No kidding. That's her. She wasn't the one that was all uh, addicted to coke, right? That was the uh, that was um, that was all the other. That was uh, Dana that was Plato the, from. Uh, okay, that's the one from different. But uh, no, uh, Julia Tweez or Tweez or whatever. She was the um, she was the greeter person on the Love Boat. Actually, I think she was the one who got cracked out at that point. But Jill Whelan was actually <laughs> Captain Steubing's daughter. She played the little girl, huh? Yep. I was not aware of that. That's interesting. Very strange. Yeah. The um, the there's a cameo by um, the directors of the movie. Early on. By the Zuckers and Abrams? Yeah. Do you know what scene it was? Mm, let's see. I really don't. Help me out with that. They are the ground crew at the airport that directs the plane into the glass window. Oh, so when they, they've got the little... They've got yeah. the little yeah. That's them. Actually, this movie's full of... I mean, I think um, their wives are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Their mothers are in this movie as passengers. A lot of the extras were straight on just people walking through Los Angeles airport or friends um, you'll you'll see some other little small cameos from time to time. Jimmy Jimmy Dynamite Walker, Jimmy yeah, is Dynamite, the guy. Yeah, he's the cleaning. He's cleaning the window of the plane early right. on. So little things. David Leisure, who uh, would be known in the future as Joe with Suzu, sure, he's one of the yeah. Hardy Kirshners in there. Right. It's a very nepotistic little film, actually. <laughs> quite honestly, it's a- and uh, it's it's the. Uh, I'm I'm brain dead. <laughs> hey, really? That's uh, that's really not not entirely uh, unlikely right now. You know, I, I can't get to the Joe Suzu thing on my mind now. That's, that's a, a problem. It's a, yeah, that that would be a problem. Actually, that's just not. <laughs> and most people forgot him ten years ago. <laughs> still stuck in your brain, there, Steve. What's, that's, what's, that's quite what's, impressive. What's your favorite scene? Let's let's keep another scene. I, you know, it's uh, it's a good question. Um, I don't know what, uh, what what do we have coming up here. I think. Um, you know, Steve, what I want to hear is actually the uh, the jive talk scene. That's probably you know that's the uh, oh, that's yeah. the one that really defines the, the movie for me. <laughs> Once again, another hard one to do on a podcast because we can't see the subtitles that they use. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. But I think we all know by now what they're saying. So let's cue up a little bit of the uh, the jive talk between the uh, two passengers. Rocking that hunky muffy mess, my old lady got to be running cold upside down his head. You know, hey, hey home, I can dig it. No, he ain't gonna lay no more big rap up on you, man. I say, hey, Sky. Subba say I won't see. Uh-huh. Pray to Jay, I did the same old, same old. Mac a self approach. Lick the gray matter back. Lot performers down. I take TCB in, man. Hey, you know what they say. See a broad to get that booty at him. <laughs> Leg her down or smack him, yak him. Cold got to be. You know? Shit. That is some fun. That is some comedy, my friend. <laughs> That's just brilliant. I mean, again, it's sort of the and it's sort of the you know the 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 non PC kind of flavor of the entire movie. Yeah. Again, and some of these things you really could not get away with. In, not today. In, in today's you know today's environment, it's kind of like uh, you know they they felt free to kind of be very open and and to step on every taboo they could. Which and you is can't. Great. What's funny is you can't blame the writers for that because they did not write those lines. Really, those were ad libbed by those two actors. No the, kidding. The um, the script just said. Drive talking. Drive talking. And that's what they did. And uh, when they, there's a scene later in the movie where Barbara Billingsley is there and offers to translate for the stewardess. <laughs> She's just brilliant. I it, talk jive. <laughs> excuse me, stewardess. I talk jive. I speak jive. It, right. took, it took them a couple hours to teach her her lines <laughs> and to, for her to get the inflection correctly right. for that one scene. And that's that itself is a was, testament for how hard they worked in this movie. Was Barbara, she was from, uh, was it Father's Knows, Father Knows Best? Is that what Barbara's from? I'm trying to recall. She what, was what, from a 50s. 
Leave it to, Leave it to Beaver, my friend. Exactly. Well, it predates me by your Nickelodeon uh, skills are sadly it, it, uh, it's, it's unfortunate diminished. I, I need to start watching something other than uh, the Simple Life for uh, the Simple uh, Life. You don't know, <laughs> have you really watched that show? Yeah, twenty four seven. Really, it's my it's my only. Uh, it's are you really, more a Nicole or a Paris fan? It's my mildly contact with the outside world. I don't know. I, I kind of like Fat Nicole, but uh, but anorexic <laughs> Nicole, I'm having some issues with. So uh, you know, I like a Richie with curves. You know, that's my thing. <laughs> Even Sean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we uh, we blogged about this movie a few weeks ago, and we asked the people who visit our our blog, which is at blogs.tampabay.com, to fire off your favorite quotes from the movie, and we would compile them and make a top ten list of quotes. And we've done that. Are you ready to hear what we've got? I, I, I am. I'm, it, was, it was a little un- unfortunate that you know half of our responders were uh, giving us quotes from Donnie Darko, which is uh, <laughs> you know people move on. Seriously, I know it was a great film, but uh, I think we did finally get a top ten from Airplane, right. didn't we? Yes. And Rock. so I give you, my friends, the official stuck in the eighties top ten quotes from Airplane. I'm nervous. Number 10. Joey, have you ever been in a in a Turkish prison? Number 9. I've got to concentrate. concentrate. I've got to concentrate. concentrate. Hello? Hello? Echo. 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 Pinch hitting for Pedro Borbon. Manny Mota. Mota. Number eight. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. Number seven. Nervous? Yes. First time. No, I've been nervous lots of times. Number six. Oh. What's his world? It's Lieutenant Hurwitz. Severe shell shock. Thinks he's Ethel Merman. You'll be swell. You'll be great. Gonna have the whole world on a plate Starting here, starting now Honey, everything's coming up Number five What kind of plane is it? Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes Curtains in the window and wheels And it looks like a big Tylenol Number four Cream? No, thank you. I take it black like my man. Number three. Oh, stewardess, I speak jive. Oh, good. Number two. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? And number one. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? You know, it's uh, it's funny because you would never imagine an air an airline actually showing this movie as an in-flight movie, but it's true. Air Mexico was the only airline to buy the on run, on in-flight rights to it. Wait, so, Air Mexico actually air Mexico. showed airplanes yes. on flights on flights while people were flying around watching, you know, a yes. virtual uh, plane crash. Yes. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> next time I'm going to Cancun, I'm uh, <laughs> not boat, flying here in Mexico. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't think that's going to hurt any sponsorship possibilities we have. So no, that's, no, that's that's probably a good sign. And the other kind of insider joke is when you see the external views of the airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's not a jet engine you're hearing, it's propeller. Really? Because when they originally wanted to shoot this movie, they wanted to shoot it in a propeller airplane. None of the studios would let them. But sort of as an insider joke, they kept the propeller sound on the exterior scenes. I've never noticed that before. So when you watch yeah. it, it's not something you would notice. But when you when you watch it again, listen for it. It's propellers you're hearing. Keep an eye out for that. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not we could sit here. Perceptive. <laughs> well, that's the thing about the movie again is that there are, there are a million things going on in the movie and a million little inside jokes. I guess you can hear that on the director's commentary. I guess they talk a little bit about right. some of the uh, you know some of the absurdities of what was going on. It's a wonderfully absurd movie with uh, and and every minute if you watch it over and over again, you can see little things you didn't see the time before and that's that's a great thing about a movie like airplane i love the legacy that it's left because it made room for as we already said naked gum but you were saying before the podcast other movies probably 20 or 20 at least 20 movies well, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, and and, and some of them are, are are good movies and some aren't. Uh, it led to Police Squad, the TV show, which right. was short lived, but then became the Naked Gun movies, which you know are very very funny and very airplane uh, influenced, and had some of the creative team, had some of the Zucker's and Abrams behind it. Leslie Nielsen, of course, you know, didn't have a dramatic career after that. Again, continued to play that sort of bumbling, goofy guy in some movies that were uh, you know very stupid, and some movies that are very funny. But the scary movie. Uh, series, which has been very popular, you know, has that sort of thing. You know, the suckers and Abrams have been involved with that. You know, that series on and off, and it's just sort of it changed. You know, the the you know film comedy in a lot of ways. You know, having that kind of we're going to throw all kinds of different gags in there. We're going to throw a lot at you. Some of it's going to hit, some of it's not, but we're just going to keep it coming all the way through. And you really didn't see that a lot in in, uh, in film comedy previous to uh, previous to Airplane. Groundbreaking it was, and we love it. We will not be flying anytime soon because I'm afraid uh, we've been blacklisted after this podcast. Uh, exactly. But uh, we will uh, still encourage you one more time. Go out there and check out the new DVD of it. It is fantastic. You will forget how funny this movie was. And until next time, we will leave you here stuck in the airplane, still stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online department of the St. Petersburg Times and TBT. If you'd like to email us, please do at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Just hang loose, blood. She's gonna catch up on the rebound on the med side. What it is, big mama? My mama didn't raise no dummies. I duck her rap. Cut me some slack, Jack. It's a cutting thing, Chomp the one to help, chomp. Don't get the hell. Say can't hang, say seven up. Jive ass dude don't got no brains in here.